Okay. Again, thank you, Cheney, uh, just for your testimony and uh, just the sincerity of, uh, of his heart. I can, I can just tell that uh, Cheney's having a good time and he's having some conversations uh, with the Lord just in terms of how he might be used in, in that uh, beautiful place of Kenya and uh, to really see living faith Kenya established because uh, that's what we wanted to have. Now, we are going to get together, but first, uh, once we get past all of the, I mean, that picture right there is just, we could, we could just look at that for the rest of the class, right? Um, once we get past these, there are some pictures that you're going to see from my experiences um, in uh, all the missions trips, 2014 to 2020 uh, will be the kind of the span of that. And so you'll see that just for the different things and different places that I've been. I think uh, El Salvador, Dominican Republic, Tampa, and uh, Malawi. Yes. And I had to show this because some of you don't know this James. <laughs> but this is, this is James. <laughs> you know, this, that, and that's me not getting the leg up. I don't know what happened, but uh, <laughs> my face cut off. But this is the first trip that I went on. And, uh, and so we're going to talk about the purpose today is to examine what's required to go. Because now, perhaps, you, you are starting to think like, man, I, I think I want to go. I want to check out some of these places. I want to see uh, what, the, what the world is, is like and what God is doing in the world. Well, there are some requirements that you absolutely have to, have to understand. And so I want you to turn in your Bibles to Acts 13. One through three, and, you're, and for Faith Fellowship, you're probably like, oh, no, he's going back to Acts. And <laughs> no, listen, this is just in terms of perspective, it's always good for us to just refresh and go and look at these kind of important key things. And so we're going to see some things that prayerfully you consider uh, as you go. We do, uh, as a church, really want you to be a part of all of our mission trips that we have. And uh, you can see if you go to our, I, I was looking at it today just to try to tell you the order. I'm like, man, this is not as intuitive as I I'd hoped. <laughs> but at the beginning, I think it says uh, about, and if you go to missions tab, then it has all of the trips on it. And so you have options for two by two trips or you have options for full on trips. And so it has the dates, all of that. Well, then there's an application that you will need to fill out and so some of these things that you're going to see that are requirements to go are things that are actually supported in the scripture. Okay, and so let's look at that. Our text this morning, again, is going to be Acts 13. And if we start in those uh, first four verses, that's all we're going to cover for today. It says, now there were in the church that was at Antioch certain prophets and teachers as Barnabas and Simeon, that was called Niger, and Lucius of Cyrene, and Maenon, which had been brought up with Herod the Tetrarch, and Saul. As they ministered to the Lord and fasted, the, the Holy Ghost said, Separate me, Barnabas and Saul, for the work whereunto I have called them. And when they had fasted and prayed and laid their hands on them, they sent them away. So they, being sent forth by the Holy Ghost, departed unto Seleucia, and from thence they sailed to Cyprus. And so... That is our text this morning. The context of this is, this is the beginning, this is the very first 
mission trip that Paul takes, okay? And so this is kind of an, an important step in what is going forward. But before that, we have to understand something. Paul up to this point has been saved and has had his discipleship time specifically with Jesus himself. So he knows what God has intended for him. And you can kind of get that in the way that the text is worded. We'll come back to that in a moment. In Acts 9, 13 through 16, it says this. Then Ananias answered, Lord, I have heard by, by many of this man, this man being Saul, who is our Paul, how much evil he hath done to thy saints at Jerusalem. And here he hath the authority from the chief priests to bind all that call on thy name. But the Lord said unto him, Go thy way, for he is a chosen vessel unto me to bear my name before the Gentiles and kings and the children of Israel, for I will show him how great things he must suffer for my name's sake. So at Paul's conversion, it was known up front, hey, you're going to be a vessel, I'm going to use you. And so the details of that, you get a little more insight into in Galatians. This would be in Paul's discipleship. Galatians 1, uh, 15 through 17 says, But when it pleased God, who separated me from my mother's womb and called me by his grace to reveal his son in me, that I might preach him among the heathen, immediately, listen, I conferred not with flesh and blood. So he didn't do a checks and balances with everybody. He didn't, because at this time, things structurally are not completely in place like he's going to be establishing in the coming years of his life. It says in verse 17, neither went I up to Jerusalem to them which were apostles before me, but I went into Arabia and returned again unto Damascus. That time in Arabia for him was his discipleship time with the Lord Jesus himself. And so now he's getting it straight from, oh, the lack of, I couldn't, horse's mouth, but I was like, my Holy Spirit was like, don't say that. <laughs> and so straight from the source. <laughs> Better. <laughs> Pray for me. And so you can see here there is this salvation. There is some known aspect up front, and there's discipleship. And I don't see that any different than any of us. See, the thing is, we are called by the gospel, and then once we believe on the name of Jesus and ask for forgiveness of our sins, then we are saved. Okay, now here's the part where sometimes this breaks down. You may not be informed. You may have just gotten salvation, and now you don't have a church home that is going to tell you and inform you of, hey, God has a plan for you. There's a reason why you are on this earth, or else he would have just said, hey, come up hither right now. So the thing is, is you got to be informed. 2 Corinthians uh, uh, 5.18 says this, And all things are of God, who hath reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ, and hath given to us the ministry of reconciliation. Okay? So up to this point, what's involved in going? That you, like, variables that have to be there. Being saved, obviously, but being informed is the other. Because how am I going to get to work if I don't know what the work is? So listen, if you are at MBT, this is critical right now. That's going to mean, being informed for you is, join the church, COD, Tuesday prayer, Sunday service, Bible study, LFBI. All of those things serve as spots for you to be informed of what the mission is. So you want to you look at that when you go into the main campus 
and you go up the stairs, and if you make a hard right, it should have the layout of how do I grow in this place. You can ask any of the leaders, any of the pastors, ought to be able to tell you what that path looks like, but you want to be informed because what you don't want to do is not be getting to your father's work. There is something, there is some reason that you are part of this local church. There is some reason even that you are a part of faith fellowship. And so what it is now is you need to discover what that is. So you got to be saved. You got to be informed. But man, we need to look back at Acts 13 because, well, the Lord is going to turn that fire up a little bit more. So let's go back there. In Acts 13. And let's see, really, what is Jesus teaching us? And if we start just in verse 1, now there were in the church that was at Antioch certain prophets and teachers as Barnabas and Simeon that was called Niger and Lucius of Cyrene and Maenon, which had been brought up with Herod the Tetrarch and Saul. And so the thing I want you to take note of is it says there were in the church. First key point this morning, those that are sent will be members of a local church in good standing. Listen, you may be hearing of all these different places and you hear the various testimonies and it's Tuesday night and you're like excited and you're like, man, I want to go. And it feels a little bit more like those, uh, what is that one uh, Instagram, travel fever, where it's all, you know, the nice cool drone shots and street food. And no, that's not missions. Okay, those things are there. But that's vacation. Not missions. Those that are sent will be members of a local church in good standing. Why? Because they understand that the local church is the vehicle that God uses to reach the nations. So listen, your attendance now, be, it matters. We're not, yes, check, you know, <laughs> you don't walk in like a time card and then we look at your time. Mm, you missed a couple Sundays. No, nobody's doing that. Okay. But ultimately, is your heart to be a part? Like you have to start asking yourself that. See, when you're seeing that they were in the church, man, they were there. They are there together. They are ready to do whatever it is that God has set before them. And so my question to you is, are you here? Are you really here with us? Because, listen, we have to protect the very people that you're going to be introduced to. And so we're not just sending just anybody. Hebrews 10, 25 says, and let us consider one another to provoke unto love and to good works, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another and so much the more as ye see the day approaching. Listen, man, I'm, I'm here because I, I want to see what it is that God has to tell me on Sunday, on Tuesday. And I know, listen, there's a day that I'm going to have to answer him. And he's going to ask me, what did you do with the time I gave you? What do, what do I have to offer if there's nothing behind me? Well, Lord, I had brunch. I watched Sunday morning on CBS, which is a great show, but tape it. <laughs> Come to church. They are in leadership. Now, listen, let me be clear about something in terms of our trips. Now, they were in the church was set. And as Antioch, certain prophets and teachers, being a leader isn't necessary to be on a trip, but it is necessary if you are going to lead it. Okay? Being a leader, you got to prove it here first before you're going to go out and lead anything. 
I know sometimes a lot of people like the, the titles and, man, of our leadership here, none of us do any of, anything for titles. We could care less about that. God has called us to where we are, and we're just going to stand in, at our post. But listen, man, if, if, if there's a heart in you that just, I want to I be the boss. I want to be in charge. Oh, no, you're not leading nothing. <laughs> Let me just tell you. <laughs> no. We're not, we can't. Why? Because we have to look after the flock. Verse 2 says, And as they ministered to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Ghost said, Separate me, Barnabas and Saul, for the work whereunto I have called. As they ministered to the Lord, I want you to focus in on that. Your second key point this morning is this. Those that are sent must have proven they are willing and capable to do the work. See, I like in, in Cheney's uh, testimony, He's talking about the kids and ministering to them. So he hadn't maybe ministered to that age group, but Cheney has ministered to people. They need the same information, just pared down in a way that's understandable for that age group. See, you got to understand something. You're in a place, y'all. This place is kind of like boot camp. (laughs) And you get a chance to be a part. And I know it makes it tough to be here because we're not just satisfied with you just showing up. We want you to be a part. We want you, when I look at my hand, I see other hands around touching that plow, man. And so that's kind of how we think around here. And see, the other thing you need to understand why it is important those that are sent must have proven that they are willing and capable is because the mission field will test you. I have never been to on a missions trip where the schedule and itinerary, you could have just taken and said, okay, so what are we doing now? Because it, it, it didn't start on time. There was maybe more or less people than you thought was going to be a part of. Now you just finished doing something and you're exhausted and you're about to go out to eat and there's opportunity for the gospel. You got to be ready. And if you're not proven, you know what you're going to do? I'm going to just go back to the hotel. You're going to have an attitude? Man, those attitude adjustments are quick on a mission field. (laughs) They have to be because the Lord doesn't have time for that. So you got to be flexible. And you know what? You get this is a safe place to prove it. This is why you should want to be involved in ministry here and make sure that, you know, we got AV going and that's up and running or we have coffee or the place is clean and safe, clean and ready. Being a part of one of our cleaning teams is a great way to start. All of our, the, our, our team for Faith Fellowship started by Sam. So when I first started coming, Sam was running a team, LFBI started. He was like, hey, Dell, can you take over? I was like, absolutely. And so took over and it was sweet because all the little Miles kids, I had this relationship with them because they were picking up trash out of our team. It was great. Man, and then it got passed on. Van had it. Justin had it. Now my brother has it. Who's next? Who will lead this team? Man, don't get involved. Get get in there. Get get challenged. Stop playing your your walk with Christ safe. You are never going to see all that God has planned for you playing it safe. I'm just telling you, if you try to calculate it and you're going to do it the easiest way possible, you're going to miss out, not him. 
Colossians 4.17 says, And to Archippus, Take heed to the ministry which thou hast received in the Lord, that thou fulfill it. 2 Timothy 4.5, But watch thou in all things, endure afflictions, do the work of an evangelist, make full proof of thy ministry. Again, my question to you is, are you making full proof of the ministry? What has God given you? Are you standing at your post? And listen, there are times you get knocked down, your flesh knocks you down, the enemy punches you in the gut, and you kind of, ugh. Do you stand up and say, Lord, help me to stand in this post? That's what you got to do when you're a discipler. A schedule doesn't always work out. You got to go about it a different way. You got to change it up because you can tell by their faces they're not picking up what you're saying. And so you need to switch up how you're teaching it. Man, you, you don't get that kind of exercise if you're not doing it. We're not just handing out pamphlets that just say, here you go, read this four or five times, and then we'll sing. No. <laughs> no. We got to watch you, get in there, help you out, encourage you. Encourage you. Encourage you. Because ministry is tough. And sometimes you can come to it with these expectations that if I gave truth, that they're just going to receive it. Mm-mm. No. Nope. Not all the time. So what do you do? Do you quit? You don't quit. Stop quitting. Stand in your post. Make full proof of thy ministry. The other thing I wanted to point out to you was, and fasted. See, this is really important because this is to convey something to the Lord about desperation for what's next. When you fast, this is why you're doing it. You're saying, Lord, I want to set aside this thing that my flesh very much wants so that I can get the answer that I need in order to know what's next for me. What's the next step? How should I feel about it? How should I handle this? That's how you use fasting. So it's great that the church in, uh, involves you in it and, and, and does it corporately, but you don't have to wait for MBT to start that. You should very much be seeking that on your own. There are very serious matters that you have going on in your life on purpose because the Lord loves trial in your life. Because it makes you desperate. And he likes to play uncle with you. So you'll cry out and say, God, help me. And so, man, consider, there needs to be a regular time you are telling your flesh no. Just a regular time. Daniel 9.3 says, And I set my face unto the Lord God to seek by prayer and supplications with fasting and sackcloth and ashes. Listen, that's what you're doing. Man, that's not a, that's not a Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter post. Privately. Set your face to the Lord and say, Lord, what would you have me do? The other thing in that verse in particular, Holy Ghost said, next key point, those that are sent are desperate for the Holy Spirit to lead them. Let me say it again. This feels like to me the most important thing I've said. Those that are sent are desperate for the Holy Spirit to lead them. Romans 8, 14, for as many 
as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. For ye have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but ye have received the, spot, the, the, received the spirit of, of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. Listen, it is critical that the believer be led of the Spirit. Why is that? Because you can be comforted that your Father is in control. You have to understand the correlation to that. If you are led of the Spirit, that means God is in control. You know, then, now there's a new bravery, a new courage you can kind of enter into when the Lord is asking you to consider being a part of some trip that you're like, I, Lord, this, that whole environment <laughs> freaks me out. What am I going to eat? Where am I going to use the bathroom? Where am I going to sleep? What's that like? Man, you, there's, there's just a courage that comes over because you're like, you know what? God's got it. I'm good. I'm good. Your father's in control. Man, and perhaps it is that you need to get uncomfortable so that you can stop being uncontrolled. Man, there's just something about it. And when they had fasted and prayed and laid their hands on them, verse 3, they sent them away. Notice, notice now, the leaders of the church are in agreement. In terms of that application process, when you're going on these trips, that comes across my uh, desk if it's somebody out of faith fellowship. So do you think I love you, I, faith fellowship? Do I love you? Do I tell you all the time I love you? I'm not just saying it just for some lip service, okay? Because I desperately want you to know how I feel about you. I'm not that kind of guy that's afraid of my emotions. I can tell you straight up how I feel about you, okay? And so I love you guys, but your little hips will not be going anywhere, <laughs> okay? If you act a fool in here, I'm not going to send you out there to act a fool out there. I love you, but have a seat, <laughs> okay? And so I, that process is critical. We want our leadership, the leaders of the team, as Bible study leaders, fellowship leaders, pastors. They're going to inquire about you being a part of that trip. Man, let my words be an advocate for you because I see that you're doing it in class. I see how you're doing. I hear. I will dig and scratch, and I will talk to my Bible study leaders and disciples. Hey, how are you doing? What's going on here? I may not say anything to you, but I'm checking up on you. Okay? I got to be like a detective. You got your, you know, your, your pookies. You're like, hey, man, what's going on? <laughs> okay? And you may never know. That's the whole point. You just keep acting how you act. Because I know. <laughs> and I'm praying. Okay? I'm praying. I'm praying that God get the most out of you. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't get to put my thumb over you. No, I, I want to tell you, point, and then just stand back and watch you do it. It's my favorite thing. Maybe we should engage in that kind of relationship. Verse 4. So they being sent forward by the Holy Ghost departed into Seleucia, and from thence they sailed to Cyprus. They sailed to Cyprus is interesting here and, and actually leads us for our last key point. Those that are sent care less about the destination because they're focused on the people. 
Those that are sent care less about the destination because they're focused on the people. I had a horrible um, <laughs> just view prior to going to El Salvador. I basically told Serene when we first started dating at KCBT, I was like, uh, I'm never going on a missions trip. It's too hot and I don't want flies flying around my face and all this. And I've only been to countries where flies have been flying around my face. I don't know. The Lord's like, we'll see about that. <laughs> you know? I mean, the Lord is so funny that way, right? And so I, I thought about that one time when I was in Malawi. I was like, this I said, I would not come here. <laughs> and here I am. <laughs> and so I, I just had this terrible view. And I think, obviously, just as time went on, being more informed, hearing of what God was doing in these places, man, it just started to impact my heart. I felt like I was missing out. So then when El Salvador came up, it actually was, uh, James and, and uh, Paul, uh, not Paul Fife, uh, Crown, no, Joel Paul. Joel Paul, thank you. <laughs> you saw him in the picture. <laughs> I'm like, what is happening? Uh, Joel Paul invited Serena and I to be a part of that trip. And I just remember, you know, kind of feeling like, awesome, man, that they asked us to be a part, and, but here was this opportunity, and I had not stopped going somewhere since that trip. I mean, I just seeing it, seeing my brothers and sisters that we don't speak the same language, we get to El Salvador, and it's 11 o'clock at night. They had prepared food for us to eat. So they're up, waiting for us, excited. I'm tired, but now I'm going to have these beans and this crema and these eggs, and I'm going to thank Jesus for it, and I'm going to go to sleep after, <laughs> Okay. And then we're going to get to work. And, man, it was just, it, it was something about being in that environment and just seeing that. I, I love that I got a chance to see James' second home. You guys should talk to him about his time in El Salvador. He spent a lot of time there. Very fluent in Spanish. It's probably a little rough now because it's been a while. But the thing is, is like, so I was getting a chance to see the field through his eyes. His love of it. He invested in, at the time, the guy that was the, the pastor coming up, he had spent time in discipleship with him. So to see that, man, it just, it did something to me. I was like, I, yeah, so where are we going next year? It's, it's why? Because it's about people. It's not about locations. See, the thing that you don't know that maybe you hadn't studied is Cyprus was where Barnabas was from. So he had a care for the people there because he knew them. Acts 4, 36 says, And Joseph, who by the apostles was surnamed Barnabas, which is being interpreted the son of consolation, a Levi, and of the country of Cyprus. And when they were at Salamis, they preached the word of God in the synagogues of the Jews, and they had also John to their minister. Now, I want you to notice something is that because maybe you don't have a heart for a location, but maybe you got friends. Like in my case, I just told you about Pastor James and it's just really neat to look back at 2014, and there's a picture of us standing together, and we didn't even know Faith Fellowship was going to happen. We had no idea. And all these years later, we're standing together. It's fantastic. So the Lord used, he exploits these relationships for the benefit of the ministry. John Mark is Barnabas' nephew. So his involvement. So listen, maybe it is, I know some of y'all went to Tampa just solely because you love me, and I love Tampa, and you went with me. Praise the Lord, the Lord will use that. That's okay. 
Colossians 4.10, Aristarchus, my fellow prisoner, saluteth you, and Marcus, this is John Mark, um, sister's son to Barnabas, touching whom you receive commandments, if he come unto you, receive him. And so listen, the conclusion for you this morning is this. You may want to go, but understand something. If you are to be sent, you must be a local church member in good standing, proven in ministry, prayerful, led of the spirit, having a heart for all people. That has to happen. That has to happen. And so as you're just looking at these pictures of the various places that I've had a chance to go to and be with and look at, just look at the awesomeness. I mean, man, I love, just when I was looking through this, because we don't have it in a folder, and I asked Serena to put it together, and boy, it just takes me back to smells, foods, laughter, things I just cracked up about, just thinking about some of, the, some of the stuff we've done. Guys, I don't want you to miss out on that. You need to go see what God is doing on the world stage. But there's some requirements you need to fulfill as well. And that starts at MBT. And so I just want you to consider, prayerfully consider, we got a little bit of time. Let's just have a little time of prayer. Let's kind of get into groups. And let's just ask the Lord, Lord, what would you have me do? Maybe it is that you need to get fitly joined here in faith fellowship. You need to say, this is where I'm going to be. You know, uh, I'm going to let God use me in this place. Man, praise the Lord. Let me know. Don't keep it a secret, even though I keep it a secret that I check up on you. Now it's not a secret. <laughs> now it's not a secret, really, right? I said that to you before. That's how this works. Because I want to make sure you're good and that you have what you need. And that if you need a hug, well, I can give you that. And if you need hard words, I can give you that too. Because I love you, right? And so let's just have a little season of prayer and we'll be done. I will close this out and uh, you'll hear me and then we'll be dismissed, okay? Heavenly Father, Lord, thank you so much um, for today. And Lord, again, it's just awesome to be able to watch one of our young men uh, just become more and more burdened uh, for what you're doing in, in Kenya. And Lord, and just really um, the people represented here that have gone on trips, those that desire to go, those throughout our church that have both gone and desire to go. Father, I pray that we would be a church that... Um, prayerfully and obediently just attend upon you and uh, Father lead us lead us where you would have us to go Lord if that's across the street to a neighbor to a coffee shop with old friends um, or to new locations where um, we have never stepped foot and uh, and Lord that you would get us there and then that you would use us while we're there and so Father, help us to be faithful in the, in the little things that you've given us. Help us to appreciate and evaluate uh, just where we are and uh, really examine our own hearts, look at our church uh, for what opportunities are just there, and that we just make foolproof. Father, it's a, it's a scary notion to do that if we're honest. Um, we're afraid of who we will become. Uh, we'll, we're afraid maybe of that thing kind of like a, like a child that has a toy in its hand and doesn't want to let go. It's kind of the same thing for adults. There's just some things we just want to hold on to even though we don't, we don't really even want it anymore. So Father, help us to let go of the things that we need to let go. We, Lord, we got to put off. Lord, we got to mortify. 
Um, Lord, there are some things that just need to go on the altar in our life, and you just need to set on fire. And so, Father, I just pray for this class that we would consider what those things are, that we would understand that there is a structure and uh, there are requirements. And, Lord, <laughs> really the one that's the hardest to get into, you dealt with at Calvary. And so, Father, we just thank you for what you've done. We thank you for your example. We thank you for just your word, your spirit, your people. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.